This is A Fresh Agenda. Conversations to connect your productivity and creativity and generate your deepest work. Here is your host, Christina Mendonza. This is A Fresh Agenda, where we chat with innovators, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. I'm Christina Mendonza. Welcome to this tiny spot in the podcast universe. I'm glad to have you here for a while. Today, I'm chatting with two women who in former lives were high-powered attorneys in New York, Erica and Karen. They started the brand Luster after decades of work in prominent New York law firms. Luster is a brand that's all about reinventing retirement, finding new outlets for skills honed over a lifetime, and making an impact on the world at an age where traditionally people have headed for the golf course or traveling or something else where they've kind of faded away from any professional pursuits. Well, as we round the corner on 2020, many of us are anxious to get through this year. The political and the medical and the financial news is unrelenting. It is a fire hose turned on us, unless you have disengaged, as some people have done, just kind of out of self-preservation. It's why this podcast is about having deeper and more positive conversations on creativity and motivation, because this year is a struggle for so many people, and this space is both a respite and a place to explore what comes next and how you prepare for it. I've been thinking a lot about struggle lately. I've run into a few acquaintances who are really suffering right now due to the business climate. Some of them have businesses that are in danger of closing for good. Others have just really suffered through the lockdowns. Um, Still others have like lost careers and lost jobs and are struggling for a way forward. So I've been thinking a lot about a story I heard recently. It's about a guy who found a butterfly cocoon in his backyard. And he noticed movement in the cocoon. He was out there watching it. He saw a tiny, tiny space where the butterfly was trying to break through. And he watched it for a while as the butterfly struggled and then the butterfly just stopped. He didn't know if maybe it was dead or just too tired and too weak to get through the rest of the cocoon. So he went in the house and he got some scissors and he came back out and he just made a few cuts in the outside of the cocoon, just carefully, not to touch the butterfly. Well, the butterfly came tumbling out through one of those cuts and landed on a branch, but it didn't look right. It had this thick bloated body and these tiny faded wings. It was opposite of what you think a butterfly is supposed to look like with a long, thin body and these beautiful wings. So we watched it for a while. The butterfly got up, dragged its wings around a bit, but it was just too weak. The wings were not going to support it. Plus, it just had this thick, bloated body. And the guy knew it wasn't going to survive, and it didn't. What he didn't know is that the act of struggling out of that cocoon is the last part of the butterfly's transformation. As it struggles, the liquid in its body is squeezed out into the wings, which allow those to grow and unfold. The butterfly needs to struggle to complete its transformation. And I'm sure you see what I'm getting at here. It's the struggle thing. It's what we need to change and transform and grow. And it's never easy. But we are going to come through this year better and stronger and smarter. Some of us will have our lives change dramatically, but that's in the air this year. This is a year of change or new direction or interrupted trajectories, and that is fine. As I tell my 19-year-old who's in that struggle right now to find her own direction in life, the time-space continuum is not linear like we think. 
Many physicists now contend the future has already happened. So that person you want to be already exists. Your job is just to find your way to her. Now, one thing many people don't look forward to is that email from HR that says you have some online training to complete, a steady stream of PowerPoint slides, bad voiceover drones on about sexual harassment policies. That's why you need to tell your HR director about mycecourse.com. We work with a team of attorneys, insurance professionals, and award-winning broadcast personalities and filmmakers to produce education that is both informative and interesting. It's relatable, reliable, and targeted storytelling that will get you the info without boring you to death. It's education that is relevant and compliant and entertaining. Tell your HR director about mycecourse.com. All right, we're about to have a fun conversation with Karen Wagner and Erica Baird, the founders of Luster.net. The two co-founders are retired corporate lawyers. They were at the forefront of the women's movement that broke the mold in the workforce. They've been featured in Forbes magazine, among many others, as disruptors of retirement. And after busting the glass ceiling in their industry, they are now destroying the perception that retirement equals old and done. Erica and Karen join me now. Thank you both ladies for for being here with me um, on A Fresh Agenda. Appreciate you taking the time. And I want to kick off by talking about kind of the idea for Luster. Karen, why don't you tell me how it all came about? Sure, I'd be happy to. Well, um, Erica and I both retired more or less the same time about four years ago. And we started out uh, in our retirement sort of having fun. We went to lunch. We went to matinees. We did all kinds of things we had not done for 40 years while we practiced law. And then after a few months, we said to ourselves, well, this is all just splendid, but we can't really be doing this for 30 more years. We have to figure out something else to do. And we were also a little bit dismayed by the um, the attitude some people had to us. If they said to us, you know, what do you do? And we said, well, we just retired. Then they immediately turned around and walked away somewhere else. And so we said, well, that doesn't make too much sense either. So we started to, we're both lawyers. We started to do our lawyer thing and we delved into this. We tried to analyze what is going on, why are people behaving like this, and why do we, in fact, feel bad now that we've had our little playtime? Now we feel kind of bad, like we don't want to be retired for the rest of our lives. And we, we concluded that there were a couple of things at play. One of them was we were a new breed of people, which is to say a large group of women who had entered the workforce about 40 years earlier and now were retiring and had we all have, which is also new, about 30 years ahead of us, likely. And we're just new. People didn't know we were there. And so we had to sort of announce that we were a new breed of people. And we weren't like the retirees of the 1950s who had a very relatively short life expectancy. And we're perfectly happy to go sit in some place with other people like themselves, Mm -hmm. just playing golf or doing whatever. And we decided we needed to start something that would display who we were. And that was luster. I love it. Maybe you want to take it from here? Yeah, Erica, tell me, what kind of law were you practicing? and, And what has luster allowed you to do? Uh, well, to start with the kind of law I was practicing, I was a litigator. 
And I started my career at a law firm and spent a little bit of time in the government in Washington and then ultimately spent the majority of my career, decades, as the um, as the deputy general counsel of one of the big four accounting firms. So I was really a risk manager and a crisis manager and a lawyer and a PR person and all sorts of things rolled into one in my role as in-house counsel. What Luster has done is kind of build on our problem-solving capabilities. As lawyers, we're pretty good at taking a problem and trying to solve it. But it has also opened amazing new worlds about things that neither of us knew anything about. I mean, if you would ask me what SEO means, I would have looked at you like you were speaking French or something. I had, you know, a, a language and a, you know, I, I mean, it's it's opened up all sorts of new things that we didn't know, um, things, people that we would have never ever met before it's really a whole new world for us so yeah. we're enjoying it i've seen the um the i've spent a lot of time on the website just in preparation for this interview and i mean you're delving into the worlds of fashion and lifestyle and and uh life using um, um skills that have been built over a lifetime for women our age why uh, do you think now is such an important time to to introduce luster to the world? Because obviously there are people that are aging better and aging longer than ever before, and many people feeling like, why should all of the knowledge they've gained over their lifetime take a back seat to golf or, or lunches out? And, and uh, Karen, you want to take that one? Absolutely. That is exactly the point. So I, I think we learned that... A- there are a lot of people who don't really understand who we are and what we have to offer. They do think that, uh, you know, we're close to keeling over and that we're probably senile and what in the world would we have to offer the world today? But in fact, we have something that is absolutely unprecedented, which is we have all the experience that people have after 40 years of work and 65 years of life. But we are nowhere near being done. We have all of the energy that we've ever had and more. We are ready to take on new problems. We are ready to do new things. So we are. We have this to offer, and we want to make sure people see that we have it, that we want to use it, and that we want to stay part of the world. There is a, a common misperception that once you get to be more or less our age, that you become needy and greedy, and we are absolutely not that. We want to give and we have something that only people like us can give, which is to say experience. Right. Erica, you know, it strikes me, uh, I have been in broadcasting like 30 years, and I expect probably another, you know, at least 10 or so years after that. Um, but but I've always thought in retirement or after that particular career, I'd still always want to keep working. I just would want more choice in my life of, of how I spend yeah. that time working. How did that align with kind of the goals that you've, you've reached with Luster? Because I imagine putting together something like this is a lot of work. You might be working more now than you were when you were, you know, doing law. I guess like all entrepreneurs, right, that have their own businesses, you end up um, doing a lot of things yourself that you never did before. That is true. But I think that the, um, the notion of having a totally blank slate and deciding 
what you're going to do for the first time really in your life. You know, we all go to school and then people say, what are you going to do? And then you decide what you're going to do, right? And you do it. And now you have this really blank blank slate with a whole bunch of skills. And you have to say, who do I want to be now? You know, not only do what do I want to do, but how does what I want to do fit into who I am? And so when we founded Luster, we said basically, you know, we're retired. We're no longer, we don't look to the past. We're not lawyers. We're not going to define ourselves by our past accomplishments and careers. We're going to define ourselves by today and the future. What does that look like for us? And for us, it was kind of taking the trailblazing that we had done really when we started out and saying we are part of a new community as Karen said again let's trailblaze again let's figure out you know all the ageist stereotypes and the older women stereotypes and the retire st- retirement stereotypes and let's let's fight that again and so that became our purpose that became our mission that became what we want to do for the next third maybe of our lives, although who knows whether we change our mind and pivot again. (laughs) It's so true. You know, I I went through a career change myself in mid-career, and I've talked to other women who did it and and said, you do feel like, almost like you're in your 20s again, you know, like you're just starting out because you're you're picking up new skills and some of the skills you've described in Luster, just building it, um, are, are new, are new skills to you. So who is Luster for? Is it for people, you know, leading up to retirement, in retirement, for people who want to learn about how to use their skills in the next part of their life? Well, we conceive Luster as having several different functions and audiences. Our main objective is to be to make it an advocate for people who are retired, women who are retired, so that they and the rest of the world can understand who they are and what they can do and what they want. So that's the main purpose of Luster. And we wanted to do that by, we chose to do it in a form that we had, of course, no experience in whatsoever, which was a um, blog and a website. Uh, But we wanted to show pictures of Women, you know, this is what 65 looks like. This is what 75 looks like. This is what 95 looks like. And it looks great. And so that was part of it. And part of it, of course, because we are lawyers, was um, the written word. And that is really to advocate for our group. But we think part of it, there's two other parts that we think are important. One is to let everybody else know who we are so that we can we can make sure the message gets out that we want to still remain part of your world out there. And then the third group is women, young women who are still in the workforce and who we understand from talking to a lot of them are facing many of the issues we faced 40 years ago and 50 years ago, which is uh, sort of astonishing, but seems to be true, so that we can help them try to figure out how to maneuver in ways that we learned over the course of the last of our careers. So the main audience is women who are retired or who are very close to retiring. They're thinking about what it all means. But we have those other secondary audiences as well. What has been one of the most rewarding things from this project? Uh, Maybe you could speak to that, Erica. What have you gotten out of it so far? I think we've gotten a feeling of purpose. 
that there is something about what we want to accomplish that is bigger than ourselves, not directed to the people that have to love us, <laughs> our immediate circle, that, it, that it's about being in the world and having something that we think is important that we want to be responsible for doing, accountable for doing. So that part of it is extremely rewarding of, you know, having, having something that we want to do and doing it. The second part of it is the world that it opens. I mean, we were in a pretty, you know, both of us had pretty high-profile jobs, and we were out in the world, and we were doing what we were doing and hopefully doing it well. Um, so that, But that was our world, and we, it was a world that we lived in for a long time, and it had parameters. Now we've kind of taken those parameters down. And the other rewarding part is to really have access to both doing things and meeting people that we would have never, as I said before, never, ever had the time to meet, had the opportunity to meet, any of those things. So that, I think, is rewarding, too. And third, of course, is, you know, Karen and I work closely together, and it's a partnership, and we it, that part is really fairly joyous, too. Right. Karen, how do you go from identifying so closely with your career for all of those years and then doing something totally different? Well, I think it's a it's a little bit of a process. I loved my job. I really did. And when I left it, I was, uh, as I said, at first it was sort of fun. I could sleep late. I could, you know, go to the theater, do what I wanted to do. But at the same time, underlying it all, I was sad. Because I missed my job, and I missed my colleagues, and I missed the structure that I had worked in for so long. I missed my clients, and I missed the purpose that that all gave me. And I think part of the process of retiring requires that you go through that sort of mourning process. And then after we got, after I got finished with that, I said to myself, okay, well, there were parts of your job you didn't love so much, but many parts you did love, so... And Eric and I did this together. We sat down and we said, okay, what did we like and what did we not like? And let's try to fashion something that will include the good parts and exclude the bad parts. So one of the first things we did was to separate home from work. And we got ourselves an office in a WeWork. And then we agreed that we would go there each day for some period of time to think about what we were going to do. And we talked a lot. Actually, we were sitting in a park one day having a sandwich for lunch. And we said, let's do a blog. And we both said, okay, that's a really good idea. I wonder how you do that. And that that launched Luster. And we started, we figured out who we might talk to, who could help us set that up. And we decided we can figure this out. And so it, it took a while. It took a, quite a while to just get through this process. But once we started doing it, once we started figuring out that this was something we could learn, and if we did learn it, we would have a great vehicle. It really reminded us in some ways of what Ms. Magazine had been to us when we were starting out. And we said, we can do this, so let's do it. So that's how it all got launched. It took a while, but 
takes a while to do anything worthwhile. Yeah, certainly. Um, it's interesting. You you mentioned Ms. Magazine and some of those like you know Cosmo and all those big magazines that a lot of young women turned to, uh, you know, for comfort or advice or mentoring. And they're all gone now. And most of those magazines are gone now. It seems like uh, luster and these types of um, these types of, of businesses are kind of taking the places as women of all ages, you know, search for guidance or inspiration or whatever online. I want to talk to you a little bit about kind of the intergenerational um, uh, lead up to luster. I've noticed in my own career that I have much younger colleagues that I love to trade ideas with. I learn so much from these young women, and I feel like they learn a lot from me. It sounds like with Luster, you did work with some younger people, and maybe you had some good um, back-and-forth conversations with them as you went to launch Luster. And either one of you could take this one. Yeah, I think, uh, it's Erica, I think that mentoring, paying it forward, sponsoring, however you want to call it, being a role model for younger women has been very important to both of us our entire careers. I actually led a group of um, of mainly women. I think at the end we had one man. Um, and, from, and promoting them and giving them opportunities and making sure that they had the skills and the the thought processes and had worked hard to get their own seat at the table was really important to me. It still is important to me. I still do that because I think that segregating the old from the young is bad. It's just, it's like insidiously bad. Like all segregation is separation doesn't do anything for anybody. And it's good for us to be energized, as you say, by being around younger folks and it's good for them because one of our favorite phrases is they may run faster, but we know the shortcuts. And we can, we've run salons for younger women. I mean, the issues that they face are largely the same issues that we faced. And we can share our experiences and talk about how we strategized and how we, we you know, maneuvered and how we dealt with all those things like, you know, sexual stuff and and bosses that don't want to listen to you and how do you make your point heard when it seems like only the men are being heard. All those things were things we dealt with and things younger women are still dealing with and working together I think is good for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Karen, did you have an, anything to say on that? Just to kind of the intergenerational working. I, I found with a lot of my younger colleagues, they, they taught me, I mean, technical things that I think have been very helpful to me. And, and I would impart a career lessons to them. Absolutely. That's, that is why we think there should be inter- intergenerational communication. Because you know things they can't possibly know because they haven't been around that long. And they have ideas that you would never have had because they're growing up in a different world than you did. And there's just no question that um, we can spark each other's brains to do new and wonderful things. One of the things we certainly enjoyed, as I mentioned, we had a an office. We have an office in WeWork, and WeWork has all glass walls. And pretty much everyone in WeWork is a lot younger than we are. And we had a really good time watching people sort of do a double take when they saw these two ancient women in this office. But we got to know a lot of them, and we had a really good time just being together. It doesn't. If if you are in the same place, it doesn't get forced. You just get all you all talk about things and. 
they start to realize you're actually still able to walk and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> and you you realize that they're full of bright ideas, too. And if you share, you really will get, you will move further faster, all of you. So we love that part of it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you're breaking all kinds of stereotypes about how women uh, move in the world at, you know, 60 and older. Uh, what? Where do you want to take Luster? Where, what would you like to see come of this? Well, I think I, we want to change the world. <laughs> we want... Exactly. Um, we want... <laughs> I mean, I think what we would like to see is that, you know, older women have a bigger place in media, that we're seen as we are, that, you know, all the the numbers and film and television and cable and all that kind of stuff, you know, change so that there are older women who are recognized for their and respected for the value that they provide. I think we'd like marketing to change so that people understand that, you know, frankly, we're the richest demographic in the country. Um, older women and, and we have, we're not, we haven't bought our last car or our last, you know, whatever. We have, um, miles to go and we want to spend our money and spend it well so that they should acknowledge that we exist and see what it is that we want. I, for one, want dresses with sleeves, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think we want, you know, the, 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 the society to not not think of being older as being done. I mean, I think that's the biggest point. We're not done. We want to continue to contribute. We want to continue to have value. We want to be a part of the wider world. Right. And if I if I can jump in, that's one reason we focus on things like uh, clothing and fashion. We want to say, look, this is what women like us wear. We don't wear clothes that people show in magazines that, you know, you wouldn't. We wouldn't wear out of the house or even in the house. We wear stylish things. We look stylish. We are stylish. Just because we're over 24 doesn't mean we're somehow turning into dumpy old people. We're still full of beans. No, I've seen the website. Both of you are looking beautiful and sexy and fabulous. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, so just before we go, I want to ask something of each of you. I ask this of all of my guests on Fresh Agenda. Um, when you are feeling depleted and you feel like, oh, gosh, you've just been working too hard or you need to take a break, you need to basically, uh, you know, get your creative energy going again. What is a ritual? What is something you do, a hobby, um, a, a, a way of being? What do you do to replenish that creative spirit? And let's start with Karen. Well, usually I have a glass of wine. Um, often I speak with um Erica or one of my other friends, and I talk about what's going on in my life. I try to figure out why I'm feeling so depleted, and I talk about not only what I'm doing, but what they're doing, and I try to just put myself in a different place so that I can get my brain moving again. I think that um, companionship uh, is one of the most important things in the world, and being able to talk to your friends is amazingly valuable and so that is usually what I try to do okay Erica how about you what do you do do? I'm going to second the wine I'm going to second the conversations with um with friends and family I think the other thing is walking I think that the um, especially in a city and we both are Karen and I are both city people but and I am more pre-pandemic-y but you know getting out 
outside and looking around and looking up and not just looking down at computers and Netflix and stuff is really, to me, um, energizing. To look out there to see what's out there and what's different and what's interesting and there's always something that is unexpected. So I would say that's probably the way I regenerate the most. Excellent. Erica Baird, Karen Wagner, thank you so much, ladies, the the women of Luster. Thank you you. so much. It was a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Karen Wagner and Erica Baird. You can find them on luster.net, which is L-U-S-T-R-E dot net. Right now on the site is a great article called 10 Ideas, Longevity and the Pandemic. Another article about giving circles, which is a woman's approach to philanthropy. There are fashion and fitness articles, lots of inspiration directed at women of retirement age, but great information for women of any age. I want to thank my sponsor, MyCEcourse.com. It's education that won't bore you to death. Tell your HR director about MyCEcourse.com for all of your company compliance needs. I also want to give a shout out to my friend Kelly Brothers of Genevieve's Burford and Brothers here in Sacramento. Now, Kelly has started a brand new podcast. It's called Bite Sized Finance. It has great information on tax compliance if you're looking to move out of California, retirement planning advice, a lot of just really good business information and business stories. Great stuff to get your financial house in order. You can find his podcast in the Apple iTunes store and it's on other platforms as well. Just do a search for it, bite-sized finance. I've got some fun guests coming very soon. I just signed on to hosting the Folsom Women's Conference again this year. It's virtual. We're taking it national, getting chambers and other cities signing on. So we'll have a huge audience that day. We've got a fantastic keynote speaker, a bunch of other fun things planned for that day. It's November 19th. You can find a link to more information on my Instagram account. Go to the bio and click through to the information page. I want to thank you so much for being here for another episode of A Fresh agenda, more to come. Reach out to me anytime at Christina at MendonzaMedia.com. You can do that. And it's again, no H in the name, Christina. Christina at Mendonza Media. You can reach out to me there. Reach out to me on my socials. And as always, let's stay connected. Conversations to connect your productivity and creativity. This is A Fresh Agenda.